It's the moment I've been waiting for literally for 12 years. Little me would be so proud of myself right now. And hi, my name is Alexandra. I am the creator and host of After Talk, the podcast you're currently listening to on TikTok, YouTube, or on Spotify. I am so excited for this very first episode of After Talk. I thought of this idea Actually, a while ago, I've been wanting to create some sort of podcast, some sort of um, creative content for a really long time now. I've been making content since I was literally 12 years old. <laughs> and this is something that I've been really wanting to do. And I want to take you guys on my mental health journey and try to help as many people as I possibly can with their mental health. If that being just exposing you to more awareness and just telling you stories about my life so that way you don't make the same mistakes that I have made in the past. So this very first episode we're going to be talking about today is I just want you guys to get to know me. I want you guys to understand a little bit about around my background. I'm going to be telling you stories throughout these podcasts so you can get to really know me and hopefully you can relate to some of the experiences that I've gone through and learn something from them because we're all about learning lessons and improving our lives so we can become better people because there's enough shitty people in this world so why not be a good person <laughs> being a good person is free <laughs> and that's that okay so <laughs> so I have been in and out of therapy for about four years now I have just found a good therapist and I really love her. I think she is amazing and she is so nice and she's really, really helped me a lot. And I've only been seeing her for maybe like two or three months now, a couple months. And I just think she's so great. I think it's really sad to see how long this process takes to actually get help, how long it takes to find somebody who is willing to help you. And it's just such a lengthy process. And I know for those who feel like they don't have a lot of time that is very scary. That can be a very scary thing. Started wanting to seek more serious help back in the summer, so around August of 2021. <laughs> and it took me six months to get evaluated, then be diagnosed, and then finally get on medication. I was previously misdiagnosed with bipolar one. I have been officially diagnosed with ADHD or ADD, um, anxiety, and depression. I'm currently taking Wellbutrin, and I love it. I think it's amazing. I think it's a tool in my toolbox that I'm definitely going to be utilizing for a while. Yeah, so I was mixed diagnosis bipolar, and initially leading up to that, I had been feeling so defeated and stressed out and just not like myself. I remember looking at myself in the mirror over at the beginning of 2021 and just looking at myself literally in the mirror and being like I do not look like myself I do not feel like myself I was having really bad like disassociation with who I was as a person never I was never doing anything I wanted to do I really felt like my whole self at that time was just I couldn't resonate with the person I was seeing in the mirror. And I would look at pictures of myself, you know, and I'd be like, well, maybe it's because like I had my eyelashes and I had my my hair dyed blonde. And if you're seeing me on video, my hair is currently a little blonde. I'm growing it out right now, but that's besides the point. And <laughs> my hair was blonde. I had my eyelashes. I had my fingernails done, you know, and I thought that those were the things that were made me feel good. And yes, these things, these 
outside sources do make me feel more like, quote, myself. However, (laughs) during that time, I was in a really bad relationship for six years. And through this podcast, you guys are going to be learning many, 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 many lessons and reflections that I've had throughout that relationship and things I will and will never, ever do or behave again in other relationships because we learn lessons and we reflect on things and that's how we get through and don't make the same mistake twice. Yes, so during that time, I was just really, really depressed and that definitely was not my lowest point in my depression. One of my lowest points and one of the reasons I even decided to kind of get see somebody see a therapist was this about a couple years ago I think I was about 20 or 21 I was living in West Seattle with my ex-boyfriend and I would sit in bed all day I would come home from work I would get really drunk and I would just um, lay in bed and I got it got so bad to where like my dog would just shit on the floor and I really just could not I could not give a fuck <laughs> if he shit on my floor. And then I would quickly quickly clean it up before my um, ex-boyfriend came home. So he, you know, he had no idea. And that was the first time I had ever not had to take care of somebody else. So I used to be a caregiver. I was a nursing assistant for an older man. And I loved him so much. <laughs> and he's passed away now. And... I took care of him for, I think, about almost three years, and I took care of him when his wife was alive and she passed away, and then I decided to work with him a little bit more, so then that way, I I believe that when you're married for so long and you're with somebody for so long, that if one person passes away, the other one kind of soonly follow, quickly follows, because they get really depressed, they stop t- taking care of themselves, and you know, that's just kind of what I've seen through working as a nursing assistant. I decided to, you know, lax my hours on my other job with him, stay with him so that nothing would happen to him. And then um, he decided that it would be best if I moved in with him. And then um, my ex-boyfriend and I moved in with, in, in with him and lived with him for a whole year. And then after that, so I, he had an incident where he fell and he had, he, he, would eventually need more care. And for me personally, like I could not take taking care of him anymore. I couldn't do it. I was 21 years old, taking care of an older man. And I loved him so much. And I'm not saying I regret it. I'm just saying that looking back, I haven't had an, I haven't had like my youth experience. Like I haven't had this time to go out with my friends and hang out with my friends or make new friends and do whatever I want to do. And I think that that's something that I kind of, I've lost. I lost that. And I'm recovering that slowly. Like I'm, you know, making a podcast. I'm doing things that I've always wanted to do, but I've just never had the time or kind of like the, the nuts to do it. But now it's just like, well, why not do it? Who cares? <laughs> you know, nobody cares. I just literally have not had the opportunity just to do whatever I want to do. And it's really sad. It's really sad to think that I was so young and I, you know, I just, it's just crazy. <laughs> At that time, I was really, really depressed. I was not getting out of bed. And that's kind of why I felt I felt lost because for so long, my identity was tied to taking care of somebody else and not taking care of myself. And, 
you know, also my ex-boyfriend was like, it was like having a child. Like I felt like I was taking care of two giant children and I'm not a mom. I don't have children and I don't want kids like literally for a very, very long time until, you know, I want to. So, (laughs) and like, even if I get married, I don't want to have children right away. I want to be married for a while. I want to set up like a really good foundation for my relationship. I don't want to get a divorce. So I'm, and I'm not going to get a divorce if I have children. So I need to make sure that whoever I'm with is going to be the person that I'm going to be with forever because I'm not doing this bullshit. (laughs) I'm not doing it and I'm not going to be in a relationship for six years, you know, ever again, wasting my time on that. I decided to get, to get help because I felt like it wasn't fair to me and and fair to the person I was in a relationship with at the time because I was just so depressed and so I started forcing myself to go to the gym I started forcing myself to take care of myself and then eventually got a little easier and a little easier and this is actually not the first time I've ever had like a severe depressive episode um knowing how knowing what I know about therapy and psychology and stuff now um I can just pinpoint moments in my life where they've changed me and some of them are good and some of them, most of them are not. <laughs> Hence why I, I am traumatized. I have really bad PTSD. So on top of being uh, anxious and depressive, I do have really bad PTSD from a lot of incidents in my life. And some of those attribute to friendships, um, being a caregiver, um, horrible relationships with your ex-boyfriend and a lot of a lot of stuff a lot of stuff to talk about a lot of stuff to learn about um definitely and a lot of stuff to reflect on I decided to go to therapy around that time and there was one time before I did try to go out and I remember the first time I went to my ever first therapist appointment I remember thinking like oh I was one of those people oh I don't need therapy I can fix myself I'm smart enough you know I took psychology in in college, like da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, okay, so (laughs) no, 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 (laughs) no, 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 no. I need help. I don't know everything. That's very uh, ignorant and a little, you know, egotistical to believe that you know everything. And some people can fix themselves. And if you're one of those people, congratulations. You know, I'm happy for you. I am not one of those people. I cannot... I need help. I need help. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think that it's more brave and just better for you. Cause like, why wouldn't you want to do something that is going to help you? You know, why don't you want to do something that is going to help you and make you feel good and make you feel like you don't need to hold on to all of these defense mechanisms that you've created over as over (laughs) over your whole entire childhood just to feel like you can survive you know you don't we don't need to, to do that stuff anymore and so I really feel like I've gotten a lot out of therapy and I really want everyone around me and just more people in general to know about about therapy and just kind of talk about it because I was really embarrassed to kind of like admit to my family that I was going to a therapist. They actually didn't know for a while. But then eventually I told them and then it's really not a big deal, actually. They really didn't care. I actually got more people kind of thinking about going to therapy um, in my family. So if anything, it it kind of opened their mind and like helped them. I remember the first time I ever went to therapy. Um, 
I remember like, oh, I can do this on my own. And so I walk in and I fill up, you know, they always give you so many freaking papers. Like I'm so sick of filling out all of these questions and surveys. And, and you know, the reason that I was actually questioning my diagnosis was, well, one, because my current boyfriend um, told me that he knows people who have bipolar and I am nothing like those people. I don't have any of the same kind of characteristics or I don't behave in a certain way. You know, he just really didn't think so. And then my other friend, her sister's a psychologist, and she also agreed that she doesn't think that I would be bipolar. And I was very gung ho and stuck on that. Like, I obviously have anxiety, like, <laughs> before taking the medication. I would get really nervous about people seeing if I was actually anxious. I remember thinking, like, well, I only really get anxious when I can't focus and pay attention. Because I went back to school and I just and I noticed that I had a really hard time focusing and anything that wasn't like muscle memory or I knew 100 percent kind of like <sighs> when I go to work, because like obviously I can function at work. So it, you learn the job and the job's really easy. And then you kind of do the same steps over and over and over reoccurring steps. So that was that's always been really easy for me, like repetitive things. And I can memorize it and learn really quickly. But things with like details and just like if someone's even talking to me, I have such a hard time focusing. I literally have, I used to have on the medication I'm on right now, um, I actually had the voice, the annoying voice, the one that I don't want to, I don't want to listen to and I don't want to think about. It's like almost gone, you know? And so usually for me, I have my voice, like I'm talking to you right now. And then I have, um, a song stuck in my head. So, so a song that I just know really well. I like, I know a lot of songs and this is also the reason why I'm so good with songs is because I always have a song in my head. So like, if you start singing a song that I might know, even if I was a little kid and I haven't heard in a long time, I literally could sing you the whole song. I just need to know like the first couple words. You know? So I always have a song stuck in my head. I have my voice and then I have things that, I have done in the past like they pop up out out of nowhere it will just literally pop up and it will be like images or scenarios things that I wish I did things I wish I could have said or something I wish I could have done and I wish I could have been this that's anxiety you know that's literally what like anxiety is just like overthinking thinking about things that you can't change so it's mostly for me things in the past I've recently just discovered that that's how I am my anxiety I try to over prepare for social events and then I think of different situations and like what I'm going to talk about with different people and like sometimes I always have to kind of entertain people especially if they're not as like talkative I feel like I always kind of have to entertain them and like overly talk or kind of overcompensate for their lack of interaction and my therapist told me that that's kind of something that's attributed to ADHD she said that that's my ADHD or first therapy appointment that I ever had um, I was around 19 and it's actually pretty funny because at the time um, I was I had my friend um, come with me to the last session I ever went to and for this therapist I actually only ever went to three sessions the first one I was kind of nervous I didn't really I just felt like I wasn't getting enough out of it and I realized well I thought to myself, I don't need therapy. I can do this on my own. 
And, you know, that's not the case for me. Some people can fix themselves on their own. Um, for me, I do need I do need more tools in my toolbox just besides just myself. So um, I remember going and after my first session, I was like, yeah, I feel so good. I felt relieved. You know, I felt like a little bit I felt like I had a little bit more hope. And then I went to my next one and I told my friend about it. And then we went and it was pretty much just her and I you know, talking really fast to each other because her and I could go a mile a minute. <laughs> I started going to therapy and I didn't really like my therapist. Uh, it was all right. Like I, I started going more consistently. I started being more honest. And um, and I was like, you know, I'm just not going to go. So then I stopped going. And then I, a couple months later, I decided, well, let me give it, let me try again. <laughs> so I went and I found my therapist now and she's amazing and I really love her. She is very just kind and just the person like if she was around my age, I would want to be her friend. And that's something that I think everyone should look for in a therapist. You know, just because you go see a therapist and you don't really necessarily like them or feel like you can trust them with the information that you want to share, definitely keep looking. Um, Sometimes it takes time, but, you know, just keep trying. And if you're trying, then that's all that matters. And I really love her. She's just so nice. And she's really been very helpful. I think that over the last few months, I've really grown as a person. I've really tried to show people more of my true self. And I think that I haven't acted like myself in a very long time since probably I was um, in high school. Point in my life, I am doing the best I've ever been. I am really happy, which is amazing <laughs> to be happy. And I know that you can get used to being unhappy. And when you're so used to being unhappy and being sad and depressed and having so much anxiety, you kind of get used to those feelings. So when you have a new feeling being introduced and it's a good one, I know for me, I, I tended to want to push it away. I wanted to be like, this is scary, you know, I'm afraid because all my anxiety is just fear. I'm afraid, I'm afraid. I forced myself just to accept and I was like, actually my boyfriend and I were talking about this when we first started hanging out, how we're sitting in the car, <laughs> you know, smoking that dang, <laughs> we're sitting in the car, you know, hanging out, whatever. And <laughs> I was telling him, I was like, yeah, you know, like I'm really happy and I'm just going to let myself be happy because I never let myself be happy. I always just just I'm like, oh, I'm going to be sad. And then like I, if I start to get happy, I if you know, if I'm like up high, I will always kind of bring it down and never let myself ever be like truly like actually happy and like accept everything. And that was just I think because it's just a safety thing for me. I'm trying to be cautious and be safe and protect myself. For me, my subconscious always wants to protect myself I always want to be safe I feel like that's a, a, a enough background for today and um, in my next episode I think you guys are gonna like it a lot uh, this one's a little bit short I'm just gonna kind of ramble and talk about whatever I want you know because it's my podcast and I think 2022 is just gonna be the year of doing whatever we want without apologizing and just finally coming into fruition of who we should and really should be for myself and I'm just gonna do whatever and just not care about what anyone says because I've spent enough time of my life wasting caring about other people's feelings and worrying about other people and trying to make other people happy. I'm a notorious people pleaser and that goes along with me being a caregiver. I 
um, truly working on that because it's not fun to be worried about what other people think about all the time or if they're having a good time when you're having a party. You know, it's truly not my problem. It's really not my problem. And actually, let me tell you a story. So <laughs> before I go, before I go, I'll, I'll end it on this story. We're having a New Year's Eve party. Bye, in. We got freaking Tingo de Pollo. You know, he made Tingo de Pollo. Bomb. We had alcohol. We had the, the thing. You know, we had some other things. Legal. Legal. Relax, guys. You need to relax. Legal stuff. In Washington State. <laughs> and all of our friends came. It was so much fun. But there were... There was this one group, we invited one person that we knew to uh, the party, and it was my boyfriend's friend, they've been friends for a really long time, and we started to hang out with him a lot because we moved to the city, and he brought along his boyfriend, which I guess his boyfriend was, was like abusing him, and just like they got into a fight or something, and so we already really didn't like, we didn't like his boyfriend, obviously, because if you're going to sit there and tell me like, your boyfriend's abusing you, then I'm not going to like him, you know, I'm like, don't bring that guy around me because you know it's not going to be good if you bring him around us it's just not good and so he ended up bringing him anyways and so that kind of was like no thank you and he brought this one girl she was so freaking obnoxious oh my gosh I'm so happy I'm really proud of myself for the way I handled the situation and you know it's really crazy because like you I feel like I I often like surprise myself I think that how I see myself is not how I really am in some ways, I think that I think the worst parts of me are me, but I have a lot of great and amazing parts about myself. You know, I'm a really nice person. I'm kind. I'm caring. I have a lot of integrity. I don't give up. I always try to do the right thing. And I think that I need to focus more on the positive aspects and how I view myself. And I've definitely, definitely, definitely been working on that. Yeah. So they came in, they walked in and we were having a great time. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then this girl comes up to me and she starts kind of like white explaining to me, you know, I'm mixed. For those of you who don't know, I'm black, white. And uh, I think I'm a little bit of like Cherokee Indian. That's kind of a, a tall tale in my family, but I think so. We haven't gotten tested or anything, but whatever. And so I am, I'm, am a mixed baby. And she kind of just started like, just, I just talking about my hair, She's trying to touch my hair and just like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad about what's happening. I'm just like, bro, I'm just trying to get freaking drunk, you know, have sex with my boyfriend and then like go to bed. Like, that's all I want tonight. I want to get drunk, hang out with my friends, have sex with my boyfriend and go to bed. And, you know, she's just standing there being so annoying and she's drunk, you know. So like for me, when I go to other people's house, and I don't know them for a party. I don't show up drunk. Yeah, I'm a little buzzed because I'm not trying to sit there and like cross my fingers and hope that they have alcohol because that's freaking lame. So, you know, I, pop, I get a bottle. I take a couple shots in the car and, you know, I go have a great time. But I'm not freaking belligerent, you know. I'm not coming in like, hey... Let's talk about political issues. Let's see this is like this is a party. And we're supposed to have fun, you know? And I don't know why you're getting drunk and talking about this shit. And I'm not your friend, you know? Like I don't know you. You're in my house and you're being annoying. You're fucking annoying. And so we're playing beer pong and I hear her talking to my boyfriend and listen, my boyfriend is he is nice, but he will you know, he has, he's very good about boundaries and that's something I really like about him. And I heard him, I heard his voice, 
like, you know, he doesn't, he, you know, I'm very observant. So I, I notice when people change in their behavior around me, like I, I can feel it. Like I, I can feel it. I know when people, when it gets kind of uneasy and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. And so I went over cause I was just cleaning up going on <laughs> and she, she's just like, Oh, oh I'm sorry. And then, and then she gives him a hug and I'm like, excuse me. And so I go over, cause you know, he's just like, he's going to give her a hug. I'm like, okay, yeah, just shut, just shut her up. So she'll leave him alone. And I look at her, I look at him and I go, excuse me, you're being very rude. I, this is my house and his house and you're coming in here and you're being very disrespectful. You need to have some more respect. And her, oh, she goes, oh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, show some respect. You're in my house. You're in my safe space. Okay. My house is my safe space. If I invite you to my house, I expect you to act accordingly. This is my safe zone. Okay. And she goes, she tries to put her hand on my shoulder and, oh, I'm so sorry. I say, do not touch me. Don't touch me. Oh, oh, I totally get it. Some people don't like it. No, 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 no. I just don't like you. <laughs> I'm like, don't touch me. And then she tries to talk, continue to, because you know, obviously, like, she can tell that I don't like her. I she, she knows I don't like her at this point. I've been very direct and I set a boundary, which I'm like, haha, collapse for me. Therapy, working in action. And <laughs> uh, she tries the whole time to kind of overcompensate to get me to like her. And then at that point, I just don't like you because you're not being genuine. I know what you're doing. You're overcompensating because I was clearly annoyed with you and you want people to like you. And that's just not, I don't like, I, I'm not going to deal with that shit. I'm not, do, I'm not playing your game. You know, I'm not doing it. So just leave me the fuck alone. Just leave me alone. And, and you know, like I said, I wanted to have a, I wanted to get drunk. I wanted to party and just, hang out with my boyfriend that's all I wanted to do and yeah so then you know then this one girl she was there she wasn't drinking and she was like I could tell she was very genuine and she was raised with respect like she was saying you know I really appreciate you bringing me into your home and letting us be here and you know the food is great and thank you for providing all of this stuff for the party you know I'm having a great time and I was like see this is how we act you know respectful it's literally free to not be an asshole you don't have to pay money to you know you can just stop reflect be self-aware the friend that we actually knew he was he he has an attitude too but he's no longer a friend safe to say and he got so drunk he threw up on our floor and these people all of our friends started to leave because it was a new year's eve party so People started to leave around like one and one thirty, you know, between then and so these pe- these guys, these four guys, you know, the guy we knew, his abusive boyfriend, the annoying girl, and the respectful girl were all just standing around, and I was kind of just like, we're like you guys gotta leave, and yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get some shit done right now, and you're annoying me, you know, you got you, three of you, three out of four of you are annoying, and I don't like you, so. But we'd be nice to them, we're respectful to them the whole time. We didn't say anything, you know, didn't, didn't do nothing. They came in, started being like assholes. And one of the shitty things about that night was that like I had to stay with them and I wanted to go see the fireworks because they didn't want to go outside. And I I wanted to go see the fireworks and they wouldn't go and I didn't 
trust any of them. I didn't know them. And I have like things in my house, you know? And so I had to stay and I couldn't go out and enjoy the activity with the rest of the group. And I mean, that's perfectly fine. You know, I'll get over it one day. <laughs> We're like, okay, well, you, you guys got to go. And so they were just standing in a circle around each other like the uber is gonna cost a hundred dollars well no shit it's new year's eve like how much do you think the uber is gonna cost and all a how the hell did you get here did you take an uber here you're gonna take an uber home because i'm not driving you and then i was like really freaking drunk i was like oh i can drive you you can fit in my car you can fit in this guy's car da, 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 da. and then i and then i went like this i was like i snapped out of it i was like this is not my problem and then the girl who's being herself goes, you know, this is not your problem. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I was like, yeah, this is not my problem. You guys, I'm so proud of myself because I, before I'd be like, okay, like I'll pay for your Uber. You can Venmo me, da, 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 da. You know, like trying to be helpful, trying to be a um, uh, problem solver, people pleaser kind of. And I was just like, yeah, this is not my problem. You guys are older than me. You're 27. I'm 24. You're older than me. You know better. We're grown adults. This is not okay. Like, you need to have a ride. It's not my problem. You all have jobs. You have money. Split it. Do something. You know, get out. Just get the fuck out of my house. And so eventually they got in my house. And I don't know. I don't know what happened. But, you know, I don't know how they got home. But, it's, again, it's not my problem. It's are grown adults. And so I was really proud of myself in those moments where I definitely could see that I've I've just been like over and over practicing, you know, this is not my problem. I don't care. I don't care what you think about me. It's just not, has nothing to do with me. Goodbye. <laughs> so that's my story for this episode. <laughs> it was a really fun time. I did have fun, you know, my boyfriend and I always have fun together. And so I, I it was really special and I did have a good time, but we definitely learned a lesson that night. And that's a lesson that we're not going to repeat. We're not going to have people over that are irresponsible. And no matter how long you've known them, if you know them for five years, you know, my boyfriend and him are friends for a very long time. But if you if someone comes into your safe space, our home um, and I have to talk my boyfriend down, you know, I have to go over, not even talk him down, just be like, hey, you know, are you good? everything's okay. Like this is our safe space. Like we're fine. If I have to do that when you're around, then we just don't need to be around you, you know? And even for me, like that girl was annoying the crap out of me. And it's just like, you come into somebody's house, you need to be respectful. Don't handle disrespect very well. I don't like it. I'm very respectful. And when you're rude to me, then that's just not okay. So I've definitely learned that. I've definitely put a boundary with that, that if you're going to come into my home, you're going to be respectful. And I'm not going to let anybody talk to me a certain way, especially if I've only shown kindness towards you. And I think that for me, I need to recognize the red flags um, sooner. And then if people do show remorse, maybe give them a second chance. But we're not doing this thing where we did last year and through our lives, guys. We're not going to give people over and over chances. We're not going to hope that they change. We're not going to do all of that. We're just going to be like, okay, well, you're just being an asshole. And maybe you are an asshole. And if you're not learning from your mistakes then that's not my problem and I'm gonna go live my life and I'm gonna have a nice life that's the first episode of after talk thank you guys so much for listening I'm on YouTube Spotify and TikTok so make sure you guys go ahead and follow me on there I will be posting on my Instagram um, so make sure you just follow me on my socials they all are at after talk so 
the name of the podcast. And um, yeah, thanks so much for watching. I'm so happy. I've been wanting to do this, and I really appreciate anybody who like supports me in this and subscribes and follows me and all that stuff. So um, I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs> Remember, keep to your boundaries. That's the lesson for the week. Keep to your boundaries. <laughs>